Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time. Ellie Dacca, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you. Although it kind of feels like morning time for me because I'm about to talk about Yakun. Yes. When you hear that name, you're most likely to think of the heritage brands Kayatos and Kopi. Now, the family business was a process that grew over many years. But interestingly, it was only in the year 2001 that the business really kicked off. And before that, you know, for decades, it was just like one shop. But even when the founder began to gradually retire in the 1990s, there was actually no talk of succession, no ambition to expand. Despite that, the third generation of the family is now highly involved in the company and Yakun is set to grow even more in the near future. So let's find out more about Yakun's future and their efforts in maintaining their brand identity. On the line with me is Jesh Aloy, who is Director Branding and Market Development for Yakun International. Uh, Jesh, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good afternoon to you too. Quite interesting. You are the grandson of the founder, Loy Akun. So you are third generation. Let me ask you, at home, if uh, you're asked to make coffee, is there any pressure? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they don't ask. Ah, so there's no friendly competition. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, so you guys have been in business for like more than 70 years. Tell us a little bit about Yakun's history. Yeah, thank you. Um, the history, it all started with my grandfather. So um, he came, like many, like many, you know, looking for a better future, not much skill. Started out, worked through the years, and then um, obviously uh, started one store. And we realized that that one store had potential. It had, you know, constant stream of clients. People were liking the coffee and the toast. So as you mentioned, in 2001, my dad was the one who grew the business. So even though I feel like I'm third generation in name, Sometimes in the business cycle of things, I feel like I'm second generation, really. Because it kind of like skipped the generation as far as uh, involvement is concerned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That must, yeah. Be, that must be quite interesting as well. You know, tell us a bit about the footprint in Singapore, uh, and I think more so around the world. Sure. So we are currently in, uh, we currently have 73 outlets in Singapore. In fact, we just opened one, I think something like two days ago at oh. uh, Margaret Drive. Yeah. Okay. So quite a good time. Um, but then uh, around the world too, we are in eight countries, uh, including Singapore. So many in ASEAN. Then we go further up China and then Japan. So Japan is our furthest um, base on location. Many of them are in ASEAN. So you have uh, Myanmar, Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia, uh, Indonesia as well. Mm, yeah. mm. Uh, Japan is nice, especially since so many Singaporeans visit there anyway and get a bit of a fix, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I want to go back to your earlier point and, and just on the back of what you talked about how even though you're third generation, it feels like you're second generation. Let's talk mm. a bit about your involvement with Yakun. How mm. did it all start? What was that conversation like? Yeah, how did it all start? I think... I think it, it never started, it never stopped. Because <laughs> I think uh, ever, ever since I was, so if you back, back up, about yeah. 2001 or so, I was still be in school. Okay. And my parents, you know, they, they were starting on a business. So there's a lot of buzz and euphoria between them because, you know, it's entrepreneur field back then. Even, even the word entrepreneur back then, is not really coined yet. But, you know, my dad and my mom would be talking about, hey, we met this landlord today and everything is just new. And I'm, I'm just sitting there at the dining table studying or having dinner. Okay. But then hearing them so excited, of course, it left an impression on me. Then I went on to do, you know, NS and, and university and all, all that. But then after that, 
it just became such an integral part of the family and conversation. So I, I don't even know when it started and uh, it's still going on today. But yeah, it's really, you know, uh, it's like a, another another member of the family almost. Yeah. Actually, you know, I, I feel that you and I are almost alike in the sense that we went through a phase, maybe we're still going through a phase of trying to find our identity and way in life. And I bring that up because uh, I read that you took a, a gap year to study music abroad. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> but tell me a bit about that. How did that eventually lead you back home? So, I think the gap year just came about because I think that was the year... Back then, I think the local university, so Yong Siu To, okay, I was really into music, yeah, um, yeah. you know, all through school and music was where I found friends and, um, you know, being part of a community. So I, I really wanted to do a bit of music, but I also knew that maybe I had limitations. So um, I think Yong Siu To had just started. I wasn't very convinced I wanted to do a music like full on. Okay. So I, um, I decided to do a gap year and just take a bunch of music courses in a university in the, in the US. Oh. And then um, sometimes I also wonder how I managed to pull it off. But then I went, I went there <laughs> and I brought my violin with me, you know, enrolled as a freshman with the full intention of kind of like quitting after a year on paper, obviously, but I was not, you know, and then come back to Singapore and continue. But I just really enjoyed the environment, you know, the performing environment, the friends, the professors, the concert attendances. To the point that I just said, like, I really like this. Mm. I think I have a shot at it. I really want to live and, and improve myself in this area. So had a tough conversation with my parents that I wanted to stay on. And of course, pragmatically, they also said, like, okay, well, you want to do music, go ahead. But <laughs> also maybe, you know, there's a business here. You yeah. might want to keep the, that option open. So I also took a bunch of business courses under my belt as well. Wow. Uh, thankfully. Yeah, and then uh, that's how one thing led to another. I think none of this was really planned out. It just, you know, you kind of make a decision that's, best for you at that point in time and uh and then yeah and then here i am no but sometimes that's the best way right when you're young just be a sponge and take in everything that you can before you eventually figure it out mm-hmm. uh you you even uh spend some time at the family company as your father's personal assistant mm-hmm. and then you slowly climbed up the ladder i mean you're part of the family there's always going to be um assumptions that it'll be easier just because you're part of the family but i don't think that's true right on the contrary, I, I always feel like I have to set a high standard both yeah, for myself yeah. and those around, right? So yeah. sometimes I feel like I don't live up to my own standard. Sometimes I just go, you know what? You are yourself. Um, you are placed here. You, you just keep your head down and do the best. Mm-hmm. Well, how I became my dad's PA was because he wanted to bring me around to, you know, he was very involved in a lot of associations and things like that. And so he also wanted to bring me around just to see what he's doing. I think my dad is the kind of person that uh, trains by following him you know what i mean he's uh-huh. not say, a very conversational instructional kind right, of individual right. but he just likes to like you bring you along and then you pick up what you can uh, you know and then yeah. uh, maybe on the ride home in the car he will just like chit chat or, or, or just, uh, just some of his his nurturing ways i suppose like a squire so was, apprentice type of thing right just watch just watch <laughs> and pick up along the way you know, nice. you're on your own or so yeah so that was the first few years um obviously after a while i decided that what some of the niche within the company mm. I, I, I found marketing a bit of branding a bit of like uh, comms I kind of gravitated to that those so I, I moved around obviously and I wouldn't even call it a ladder per se but just more of the responsibility and the weight you know so as I as I had to take on more responsibility and more of the front then uh that's when you really got to put yourself forward. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean you know especially with family business you can't really say ladder you kind of just do everything. 
Yeah, yeah. Umbrella, umbrella. Umbrella, nice, very nice. Uh, Jesha, let's talk a little bit about Yakun's unique brand identity. To me, mm-hmm. it is as simple as I go to any Yakun, and I've, I've done this, I get the taste. Oh, yes, this is the Yakun taste, and this is why it's different from you know other coffee outlets. What is brand identity to you? How do you maintain this? Yeah, it's countless hours of cumulative work, really. Mm. So, so I was just thinking, like, we talked about how we just opened a brand new outlet, you know. Yeah. But that is actually um, 30 over people because there's operations involved, there's projects involved, there's a marketing team. Um, countless hours of just, you know, finding the right location, doing the right design, construction, uh, marketing, and then operational training, just so that on opening day, you know, a couple can sit down there and have kaiatos. Yeah. You know, and the aroma and the procurement and the supplies that come the right time, right place for them to do that is thousands of hours, collective hours, mm. um, to do that, to create that setting for then the couple who may or may not really understand the amount of time but able to enjoy that time and place. I think that to me is very rewarding. I think that's also part of the branding where we put a lot of silent effort okay. creating the space for people to do so and then to enjoy the rewards where you see people happy, to see people uh, appreciate their meal or just enjoy their meal. Yeah. I think that's incredibly rewarding for what we do, yeah. It's incredible, right? It's so simple. You don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes, but a customer or a couple can be so quick to react if it doesn't meet their expectation. What is customer expectation when it comes to Yakun? Mm, I think that varies as well. Mm. I think it varies with personal experience. Uh, but I think what we have to uphold is that we... Uh, we have to ensure that we meet a certain level, a certain expectation, you know, crispiness, heat, you know, uh, time, wait, waiting time. But we know that we're not perfect as well. And when you're in food, when you're dealing with people, nothing is really mechanized. You know, everything is pretty much done by hand. Yeah. But we understand that there's always going to be variance. Uh, so we also assure our customers that if you're unhappy or you're not satisfied, please come back to us, uh, return it, we'll, we'll do a one-for-one swap. That is kind of our promise. That started very, very early. It started almost in 2001 where we say we'll do a one-for-one, no question asked, replacement policy because we understand that. But other than that, we really do try. So the eggs, you know, to the toast has to meet uh, internal standard. We have to be proud of what we serve as well. Jason, so, I, never, I never tried that before, no. One-to-one return. Try you better try, try and let me, know. Yeah. let me know. <laughs> I like that. That is amazing. Can we take the pressure away from the third generation for a while and talk about Yakun's plans for the future? I mean, for you, someone that's that stepped into this heritage business, I would say, have you thought about what you're gonna, how you're gonna pressure the next generation? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think every generation will face its challenges. Yeah, so. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, my, my, dad, my grandfather was just about survival. My dad's about building something when the landscape was not ready. You know, who knows what will, what will this generation face? It could yeah. be AI, it could be automation and stuff like that. But I think every generation should preserve what's true. So the way we eat, the way we bring people together, I think those are really important. Um, my, my hope is to continue to grow because, you know, Singapore, there's a lot of room. People are dining, people are eating and drinking cups of coffee more than one a day really, and then also to, to continue to expand in the region, to share that, that experience, that story, you know, with Indonesians and Thai mm. and Filipinos. I mm. think it would be very sweet, right, to share that kind of Singapore 
um, uh, uh, what we all grew up with, uh, yeah. with, uh, with the region, even Japanese for that for that matter. Yeah. Makes me very proud also, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And, and on that note, just a final question, and, and this is going to put you on the spot a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know Yakun's in Singapore, many outlets, you've, you've covered the region as well. But if you could have one location in the entire world, your dream location to have a Yakun outlet, where would that be? <laughs> wow. Um, if I did right, then the problem would then be that I feel like I'm done. I've done <laughs> so I, I don't. Okay. But maybe if I'm as a football fan somewhere in UK, somewhere okay. in Manchester, maybe. Very nice. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. But personally, I would love a, a Yakun outlet on the Eiffel Tower just so I can annoy uh. the French. <laughs> I've been speaking with Jesha Lloyd, Director, Branding and Market Development for Yakun International. Thank you so for your time. You take care and have a great Thursday Thank evening. Thank you. Yeah? Thank you, you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.